The Untold Secrets of an Outsider. Rated PG-13 for mature content and nudity. Hey, what up, everyone? Um, back with another episode of The Untold Secrets of an Outsider. Um, I just got done bowling. Um, today is uh, Saturday night. Um, got a lot of Amazon cash, so I went ahead and, uh, brought in some new kicks. Um, my old bowling shoes were, like, eight years old, so definitely time for some new, a new pair. Just trying them out. Um, you know, the lane conditions were... They were uh, pulled on by the league, so they weren't fresh. Uh, but, you know, I had some good shots for considering how the lanes were. Um, so, I don't know why I'm putting the, this episode out. This is officially, like, the week, one-week anniversary of me putting out... Uh, like, one of the episodes, I forget the title, but, you know, it was like a hour 47 long minute episode, I was driving throughout the city, lost as fuck, <laughs> and then, um, then on my way back, my drive home, uh, hey, kitty, um, my, I lost, uh, control of my vehicle, uh, so the rental I'm in right now has... Uh, a safety feature called Lane Keep Assist, and basically, it detects whenever you are about to cross a line in the road without your sig- without using your signal, and it shoves you back into the middle of the lane. So, I met, I joked about it to my mom, said. Of course, this vehicle has it, but my vehicle, uh, which, you know, would have saved me fucking an accident and so much trouble, but, um, I actually did find, like, a lot of, oh, there it goes again, I found a lot of, um, uh, security, or, I found a lot of solution in the, in the trouble, that, you know, so I guess I'll, I haven't talked about it, so I mean, so my car, when I crashed, um, I wasn't, I wasn't able to move it, uh, it was in drive, but it wouldn't move, so I was, I end, and how I ended up, I was blocking two lanes of traffic, so immediately I, like, get out of my car and try to, um, signal traffic to, the left lane, and um, so I, I immediately, as I was doing that, I called 911, because I was, uh, you know, I had a immovable car, or an immobile car, so um, yeah, alright, so I kind of don't like going on tangents too much, but, um, okay, focus, <laughs> so, um, so a cop comes, and, you know, he knew, I, yeah, had experience, so he, he knew to turn the car off, and then turn it back on, and then it was able to move, um, so basically, like, the solution that I found in all the trouble was that my, so the car initially got towed to this place called Bangs Towing, or, yeah, Bangs Towing and Auto Body, so my car was sitting there overnight, um, and I didn't do anything about it, because I had work, uh, I was using Ubers, uh, couldn't really be fucked, um, so... Um, so my car was there, and then the next, the following day, 
uh, basically is when I uh, filed, filed my claim uh, to insurance and um, so basically uh, the insurance wasn't or didn't cover Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the insurance covered where the car was initially um, at Bangs Auto, uh, but we had to pay for it, but they'll reimburse us. So, um, however, they, uh, Bangs Auto, um, I'm actually not sure if they're covered by my insurance company or not, but... Um, Head scratcher. I don't know for sure, but uh, my mom's boyfriend told me to um jeez, dude, I have so much to talk about and I'm just like so stuck on this stupid thing. Um so my mom's boyfriend had knew a place so and uh just called fine line auto body so i had to get my car from bangs auto to fine line auto body and i have or i'm under like my mom's account for this u.s rider and equestrian thingy basically like they do t they cover towing so i had like a tow I had a toe to use, um, a big toe. <laughs> um, so, and so this was like at, um, I would say one o'clock that I called the towing company. Um, it was just a huge jumble of a mess. But basically, like it went, it came down to the wire for uh, this entire day. Uh, it was Monday, and basically, race against time because it took over four hours for this towing company that's based out of the same town where Bangs Auto is, uh, and it took them four hours to tow my car to. Fine Line Auto Body, which is like a five-minute drive from Banks. So it wasn't like a huge process, but it was like it shouldn't have been. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. And basically, uh, throughout this like entire time, um, I spent the day with my mom's boyfriend, and, like, uh, we had a, you know, like a, for lack of a better word, like a very understanding day. Uh, I actually, um, I haven't had, like, the greatest, far from, I've had far from the greatest relationship with my mom's boyfriend. Um, I've known him for, uh, Jeez, since I was like a youngin, like a toddler, uh, I remember he would come over. So like, um, my mom, dad, and John, um, my mom's boyfriend, um, they all went to like the same school. So yeah, different times back then. Um, they went to the same school, and John was a grade below my mom and dad. Or, wait, I think my mom was two, is two grades above John, because I don't know if my mom and dad were in the same grade. Um, I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know the lore behind my family. Uh... So, um, I really don't want this, I don't, fucking, this episode, um, 
12 a.m. I don't want a repeat of what happened last week. So, uh, but basically, it's just like we had like a very uh, understanding time together. Um, I apologize for like how my how I was um, to John. You know, I told him, you know, like uh, we've gotten into like silly shouting matches. And, um, you know, basically I apologize for, you know, how I was when I was growing up. I, um, it wasn't, I mean, like I realized when we were spending this time together that we were really connecting and, you know, I could really like feel that, you know, this is, you know, I was like being shown like the darkness uh, the light was, like, shining on the darkness of her relationship, and, you know, like, I don't know, it was just good to spend time with her, um, and try to, you know, push this relationship, um, forward, um, so, basically, um, I, I put off talking about that hellish day or whatever uh but i was able to talk about it now so um yeah so today uh was kind of different um today i was introduced to the um sixth or no it, it was the fifth meditation uh, for Devin's course, How to Smell the Spiritual Universe. And um, so this episode, or I'm sorry, this uh, this meditation was uh, very smelling focused. Uh, so we're really... Uh, um, like kicking into the gear of getting into the experience of smelling the spiritual universe. So, um, basically, like, what I got from the meditation is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I want to do it again tonight. Uh, so you have your scent with you, and, um, I hope this isn't like against terms of service to divulge this information, so I won't go too much into it. But basically, smelling and re receiving the information that the smell or that the neurons provide to the brain about the smell that you're smelling. So to s basically, to take an objective stance on smelling and being able to, uh, not, I, I guess, alter the information about the smell, but, um, like primarily to recognize that you're smelling and, you know, being able to take that objective stance and, um, I guess, you know, and after you take that objective stance, you can, uh, you know, how, uh, how indifferent, how indifference can open up your mind uh, so to not just be focused on how good or bad the smell is but you know going in circles um, just take an objective stance on the smell um, it's very difficult to describe and explain further how that opens up the doors to the spiritual universe 
Um, but basically, when you're smelling, you're not so focused on the smell. You're focused on the information that the smell is bringing in to take that observer's stance that um, to uh, and when you have that observing stance on when you take the role of the observer of this smell you're in consciousness um, so I'm still learning so it was just the first time but I think that you know I I, um, I think it's helping me in the way to take that observing stance more and you know you take the judgment and the dissecting process of smelling away from the experience so that's how you um, get into the consciousness aspect of it and once you can acclimate yourself to not just being in this observing stance when you're smelling, uh, you can do it when you're looking. You can uh, turn on this observer uh, when you're hearing and when you're thinking as well. And, you know, for the more advanced minds, uh, communing with spirit. Um, so it's very interesting. Um, you know, just, just the beginning. Um, so today, you know, after that meditation, uh, I had, um, I had, uh, an absent day from work. I mean, not absent, but like I had an off day. I didn't have work today. Um, so... I was just, uh, you know, chilling. Um, nice to have some time off. Uh, yesterday, I don't, I don't know when the last time I put out an episode was, to be honest. Uh, but yesterday was like, um, you know, like a, a strange, weird day. Um, so, uh, so basically, like, I didn't have this judgment on, like, this time period. You know, how, like, the strangeness between uh, Christmas, like, the awkwardness between Christmas Day and uh, New Year's. How, like, I didn't, I didn't, I initially, like, I don't know, like, <sighs> uh, so basically, like, I don't know, it was just a weird day. Um, uh, and I don't know, like, how to explain the weirdness, because, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's just life, like, life happens, um, so, you know, it's silly things that go on, um, I found a crumpled up $100 bill when I first got into work when I was cleaning up after the tables. And basically that set the tone for the day. Like it was just so bizarre. Um, I, you know, I'm like, so me with my relationship with Brandy, um, like I am like, very attracted to the bubbly personality type. Um, so, you know, I'll try to like work on my clinginess. Um, so like there was a moment where, you know, I like I was standing near the front desk uh, and Brandy was at the front desk as well. And, you know, trying not to be weird, I like, I, I kind of mentioned this in 
my previous episode about the dream, you know, like taking a step back from my clinginess slash wanting or uh, clinginess slash infatuation. And um, my nervousness slash running away from that and that infatuation being met or being acknowledged by the other person. So basically, um, had the like experience where you know I was like trying to very focus on, like, my clinginess, and I've had this moment where uh, I had to take a step back because I I to just focus more and on what was going on in the situation, so, um, I sat at the snack bar and there was a dead pin in the gutter on lane 19 and she, uh, Brandy pointed out to me and she said, um, can you get the dead wood on lane 19 that's not bothering anyone or like the pin that's not bothering anyone. So basically like I took the responsibility for that. And to see what, you know, obviously she said that the pin is not bothering anyone. And I'm trying to focus on the situation. So uh, basically, like, that's guidance telling me that, you know, you're not bothering her. You're not bothering anyone right now. Um, Okay. I'm so I driver driving man dude I uh I I see I feel guilty right now because you know this is the week anniversary of me fucking up my car almost getting uh like injured uh there was a cop just chilling, so obviously I wasn't like, I mean, I was going 60 on the service road, but I saw him, and I immediately put my blinker on to get on, to enter the highway, so it's kind of like avoiding the, running away from the police officer, so, um, oh, okay, uh, not a big deal, um, So that was basically the night, um, you know, I, and I was very grateful for that, um, reinterpretation of my, uh, you know, nervousness slash clinginess and basically, you know, just being shown that the problem that you think you have is not true. Uh, I wasn't bothering anyone. I mean, this goes back to like another episode where I was talking about uh, me um, with the uncertainty of my presence, like um, the presence that I bring. Uh, That just comes with confidence. Um, So and, you know, I was trying to keep up the pace with that, uh, that, you know, that the setting the, the, like setting the foundation for the night, but it was difficult to keep that, keep that up. Um, so, 
basically, uh, it was a very strange night because, like, I I made like a step in my progress in the right direction, but you know to like keep pushing, like to go further, uh, was difficult for me. Uh, you know, I was like trying to I trying to realize that you know my focus switch is off right now. Let me assess myself right now and try to turn that focus switch back on. Uh, and, you know, I was trying to, like, you know, keep up with everyone. Um, and barely I was keeping up, but, I mean, the definition of keeping up is probably what I, what I was doing. Uh, but yeah, just basically a weird night. Um, and then, so like, there was a moment where, you know, like being in that clinginess slash nervousness, uh, basically I, uh, what do I say? Like just feeling unconfident about myself pretty much around Brandy. Um, and it, you know, it comes to that rejection, the fear of rejection. So, you know, I'm trying to thrust myself into a situation where, um, you know, to like be let down easy, kind of, um, because, um, being let down easy in such a way that, you know, like, to drop my guilt, to let my guilt be let go of, that makes any sense. So, like, like, during all this time, you know, I'm trying to take responsibility for everything, that is happening, um, and so, you know, uh, pretty much, uh, um, so Billy the mechanic, uh, said that it was her birthday, um, so I said happy birthday to her, and then she said, it's not my birthday, so, um, and then Billy said, it's not her birthday, so that kind of was a rejection, um, because, you know, here I am saying happy birthday, and then instead of like a thank you or instead of an accepting an acceptance of that um you know message that I'm giving her she she denies it by or she rejects it by saying it's not my birthday so that was like that kind of was like uh a lesson to be learned, um, that, you know, here I am, so this is like the enigma, uh, the, uh, the, what's that word, not inconsistent, but like, ah, Jesus Christ, like, oh my God, let me think.
Okay, this is killing me. So I'm going to look up this word. Oh, fuck. I just realized that the same exact thing happened one week ago where I wanted to look up a word. Holy fuck, dude. Oh, my God. Okay. Just relax. A cognitive dissonance is the mental stress or discomfort experienced by an individual who holds two or more contradictory beliefs. That's what it is. Okay, uh, so a little self-diagnose there, but pretty much in this situation with Brandy and Billy, you know, me saying happy birthday um, or Billy saying that it's Brandy's birthday sets me up to say happy birthday. But then Brandy says it's not my birthday. And then Billy says it's not her birthday. So pretty much the contradictory there is that my message didn't get rejected because it wasn't true pretty much uh, it's not really an aha moment but basically uh, two or more contradictory beliefs ideas or values at the same time, or is confronted by new information that conflicts with existing beliefs, ideas, or values. So pretty much, uh, thank you for coming to my Cognitive Dissonance TED Talk. Um, Hope to catch you in the next episode. Um, You know, I kind of end this shortly, but... I mean, shorter than I would like to, uh, because I wanted to just, like, briefly touch upon, um, so, basically, I was having, like, my mom, okay, so let me just preface this by saying, I had the opportunity to go to Nathan's, uh, hot dog, or, was it Nathan's Frank's something? But the so in the decision of that was not whether or not that you know I wanted to go to Nathan's or somewhere else. It was the decision of do I want to do food tonight? Um separate or do I want to join and so for like the first time in okay I'm exaggerating but for the first time in like a a while um that wasn't like a holiday so yes it was a very long time um my mom asked if I wanted to eat dinner with them uh John and my mom, and I said, yeah, so, basically, like, you know, I planned on um, going out to Nathan's, which is at the mall, uh, like, around five-ish, but it was getting late, This um this rental car is pretty cool. Uh, it's a 19 Corolla. Um, not very like tech heavy. Uh, definitely doesn't have a technology package, but uh, I have Bluetooth audio, so <laughs> and basically oh, it's just a cool car. Uh, 
so I waited and, you know, I, I was kind of like putting off that decision kind of, and then a new decision arose. So that was the, um, the decision I had to make to, if I wanted to eat dinner with them or not. And I said, sure. So she made, uh, corn, potatoes, and pork chops. And I can't have pork chops. So it wasn't until like the very end of dinner where, um, the, my, uh, PKU got brought up. Uh, so this is like a touchy subject. Um, because, you know, my mom, you know, she told me that, you know, it's one thing to be a child growing up with PKU, and it's another thing to be a parent of a child growing up with PKU. Um, and this is like a, a throwback to my first step, my first, my first episode of this podcast. I think I talked about the PKU. Or... It might have been like the second. Uh, uh, so basically, um, you know, this is like what the dinner was. Uh, this what this dinner was presented with, I guess, or presented us with, uh, because you know it's kind of like an elephant in the room. Uh, it was an elephant in the room because. Uh, there was, um, a time where, uh, Christmas Day, um, basically, you know, I was with my mom, John, and, you know, I was, we were over my aunt's house, and, kind of hungry, but I don't know what I want to do. So we were over at my aunt's house, and basically, you know, here we are. Uh, my aunt saying, I'm going to make baked ziti. Can you have baked ziti? And I said, yes, I can. You know, trying to... Uh, not being my ego, not being separation, but to join. And my mom, obviously I knew this would trigger my mom because uh, I can't, or baked ziti has cheese, uh, which contains a lot of protein. So basically uh, we had like a little disagreement um, because uh, I can't have baked ziti uh, or it was like a, just a conflicting exchange because you know here I am wanting to join being Christ uh, to have this baked ziti but of course um, I still have something left to heal and that is my relationship uh, with PKU and my mom. Um, so basically, you know, things when you try to step back and listen and uh, those things kind of sort themselves out or at least... Uh, begin to sort them out. So, you know, it wasn't like an awkward dinner. Uh, when the time came when um, my aunt asked if I wanted to bake ziti, uh, she, uh, or I said no. I declined. Uh, but, you know, to... Uh, you know, to see it, you know, in a different way, um, 
you know, it wasn't awkward or it wasn't like, it wasn't awkward enough to where she didn't ask if I wanted it while it was being served because, you know, we had this little disagreement, um, which it wasn't awkward to the point where, you know, my aunt knew not to bring it up again. So it wasn't awkward. Uh, and so, you know, it was really nice. Um, and I, I, I just feel like that, you know, this was best destiny um, to uh, have this discussion with my mom because obviously if I'm, you know, I'm trying to take steps forward and remove these limits on myself uh, one by one. And it can't be done until I heal myself. So that's what, like, tonight was about. Um, after, um, like, towards the end of dinner, uh, you know, I was talking. Uh, and, uh, so basically it got brought up by John asking if I wanted some pork if I wanted if I, or if I tried the pork chop and I just laughed and said no and uh you know to to laugh at that is you know um to me uh, a representation of an indication that you know it's not healed uh, because I didn't act like it was normal because uh, I laughed um, if I had answered him in such a way that I said no or like because like if he asked if I try it tried it yet obviously that's an invitation for me to try it so I just laughed and said no but if you know if if things weren't the way they are now I would have um you know with the confidence that my mom wouldn't freak and you know I wouldn't be so self-conscious when eating this and basically uh yeah I mean like um, being afraid while eating this uh, with, in my mom's presence uh, I would have just tried it but of course you know it's, it's different um, so my mom was uh, my mom like questioned John and asked if he was serious or something um, like or something like did you know that was me and uh, then I don't I don't know how to hold it but uh, I don't want to recreate miscreate the story um, but uh, just driving around Um, so this, you know, basically brought out the, uh, whole PKU di uh, discussion, and, uh, talked more about it, and I listened more, um, you know, I still have to listen more, uh, to my mom, because it's, it's a lot, um, she asked if I understood what it was like or or she said something like uh, you understand what it was like to grow up with PKU uh, but can you understand what it was like for 
me as a parent to um, be with you as you grow up with BKU. And I said it like, yes, I understand. I don't know. I just, I just said, yes, I understand. And at the same time, no, I can't understand. Um, because I can't begin to imagine, like, here she is, uh, trying to attend to this helpless kid that, um, you know, he has to watch his diet very, very carefully. And he can't do that himself. I have to do that for him. And here she is making or, like, preparing, like, my formula. Um, preparing my formula for the next day. And her being stressed out. You know, it's, it's just very stressful for her to have me have these shakes, uh, or these formula shakes, um, at the times that I am directed to. Uh, you know, I have to have like a schedule for my formula shakes, and she has to make sure that I have them. So, I mean, basically, you know, I was like two children at once. Uh, you know, the amount of effort that she had to put into one baby um, would be like having to attend to two babies for another person, for another um, so, you know, she had a very stressful time with parenting me, and, you know, it's my time to step up, and, uh, show her that I can be responsible, and, um, listen to the stories that she has to have, or that she has, or she has to tell, and um, to heal her, heal her mind as you know, as I heal my mind. Uh, you know, it's very important to not be the teacher in this because I, I, I have to heal knowing that she's okay, and that means that I have to heal myself to know that I'm okay to, you know, not be afraid of me, um, not be afraid of changing my ways and not be afraid of, God, I'm so afraid, <laughs> um, you know, to join in with God's will and not to be in God's will separately. Um, you know, to excuse. It's uh, one one thing to be in God's will, but it's another to be in God's will. But to have a, a mask on and to see things not the way that they truly are. So, you know, I'm trying to take steps forward in seeing her stories, not as you know, trying to open my mind up and to hear them differently and to hear her support um, because that's one thing, I guess one doubt that I have is that, you know, she's not supporting me right now. 
um, that I want to change. But, you know, she is. It's just a matter of reinterpreting what she's saying the difference. And, you know, and me picking up on that, we can uh, go further with it and uh, to change completely. Uh, so I think I've gone on long enough. Uh, but, yeah, so I... Okay, so uh, after the dinner, uh, you know, after our discussion, uh, I told her that, you know, I was going to go bowling and she's, um, you know, it's funny because two people gave like the same exact uh, phrase to describe me um, trying out these new shoes, and I can't think of what if what the phrase was. It was like bringing them out or something. I don't know, but it sounded like much fancier than that. <laughs> All right, so well, um, so I like tried my new shoes out, uh, but before I, you know, did that, you know, I went. You know, on my computer, as I normally do, and I was opening up to this channel, uh, Gondoc, uh, G-O-N-E-D-O-C, and um, so basically, I've, I've talked about this before. Uh, Okay, I have enough time. Okay, so uh, basically, the Raj show. Um, there's a streamer called Raj Patel. He has, like, so on Twitch, uh, he's a streamer. And basically, he does these, like, shows and, like, dating shows. And um, so. The channel that I was watching does auditions for these, for Raj Patel. So, uh, you know, there's Raj, you know, at the top, he brings in like 20K viewers. And then there's Gondoc, G-O-N-E-D-O-C, who, you know, uh, gets the ball rolling for anyone who wants to join the Raj Patel show. They can audition uh, at his channel, and he usually brings in about like 700, or 500 to 700 viewers, concurrent viewers, uh, but today was like, uh, a sh- not an extraordinary, uh, stream, um, so there was a, uh, you know, so like on on his stream he has like his his cam and you know basically a streamer setup you know they have like the cam or the cam and like a mic so you know there's like but there's also like ten other people with stream you know ten different people auditioning and you know just chatting. Not a, not really auditioning, or not really like being interviewed to be on the uh, Raj Patel show, but uh, that's pretty much, you know, the, the script of the show is. So uh, basically, you know, it it kind of went off script of what the show, what the stream is about tonight, today, it did. Um, so, you know, it was strange because, like, you can, I, I, I can't, I can't say it enough. Like, when I'm, when I can be, like, in spirit, um, you know, have, like, experiences of oneness and connectivity, connection, uh, divine connection, um, I had it tonight uh, watching this show. So, you know, 
pretty much like, you know, just, we were like, like all the, you know, people, all the streamers that were on uh, Doc's stream um, were like all on the same page. And like, I was on the same page with them. And so, you know, I was taking responsibility for like everything. And um, so I got up to this point where, um, you know, one of the streamers said, uh, join the Discord, uh, not to me specifically, but, you know, they were just talking about the Discord and saying to join it. So I joined the Discord. And um, basically, uh, Discord is like um, this uh, website slash app where, you know, you join groups and, uh, you know, you can like voice chat and there's a chat. Uh, There's no cameras in Discord, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, You know, you can basically can... You know, when someone says, like, get in the Discord, you know, you're, like, joining a voice chat group or a group chat. Uh, And this particular group chat had a ton of people. So, you know, I'm like, okay, this is very fucking cool. Like, there's so many people in this Discord. And there's just so much going on. Um, So, like, you know, I was being guided and... uh, I didn't I didn't take my guidance to its full potential though cuz I got scared I got scared um So you know there was uh basically like there's all these rooms on on this Discord channel all these separate rooms so you have like the main Discord channel and then you have like a announcements page and then you like on the uh like on the left hand side you can scroll down and there's all these uh like voice groups or like voice group chats channels um and and there was this one channel and one of them one of their users usernames was god and uh you know, basically, like, the, I was basically, like, being guided to, um, talk to, to this person with the username God, and unfortunately, um, I mean, it's unfortunate that I see it unfortunately, but I wasn't, like, I couldn't muster the courage to answer that, or, to even message him uh, to say hi. So, you know, something I'm going to kick myself over. Um, But, I mean, like, you know, I think someone, like, in the stream of Doc's channel uh, said to, like, talk to him. And, uh, you know, I just couldn't find the courage to Say hi. Uh, but so running out of time here. But there was also like an experience where, okay, so there was like a girl in the stream of Gondok, and basically, you know, like, you know, they go as like going off script, talking about nothing, and meanwhile, like Gondok, Doc is like wheeling uh like, wheeling in donations, uh, copious amounts of donations. Uh, he, he got, like, a $3,000 donation. He, you know, he's rolling in these donations. Like, holy shit. And all while this is going on, you know, there's there's one streamer who's, like, very talkative. Uh, he, Alex, and there was this girl streamer uh, who was never saying a word. And, you know, there was, like, these, like, little banter that, you know, it's like, she wasn't saying anything, but, you know, this guy is, like, talking, 
And so it was just really bringing in like the uh, the, the uh, rejection kind of thing. I'm right. I died. Ah. Okay. Bye. Oh fuck. Two seconds. 